0: The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Welcome to Truth Transforms. Join in for spiritually enlightening discussion and the practical application of new thought principles. Here's your host, Rev. Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Rev. Galen McDowell. And I'm the Executive Minister, Senior Assistant Minister, and the Director of the Johnny Coleman Institute at Christ Universal Temple. I'm continuing my new series, "The Dynamic Laws of Healing," based upon the book "The Dynamic Laws of Healing" by Catherine Ponder. I'm sure you you enjoyed the first episode last week. I took a break and I interviewed uh, the Bishop Doctor Daryl. Oh, excuse me, Daryl Pulley, and I know that that was beneficial to you as well. So let's get back to it. Today, we're going to do chapter one. Last week, I just did, uh, two weeks ago, I did an introduction of the book. I explained the information, and my hope is that from the information, you got something that could benefit you. I do hope that all of you actually purchased the book, The Dynamic Laws of Healing by Catherine Ponder, because I'm giving an overview, trying to pull out some of the key principles taught in new thought about healing. But if you are going to do the work yourself, I think it's necessary to listen to the podcast and get the book. You know, I'm not getting any money from selling her book. Like I recommend all these other books. I want you to have the best information that's available to you. This is a book that I know many people have used to develop a healing consciousness and get them on the other side of some type of physical malady, illness or whatever or disease. So, make sure that you check it out. So, let's get to it. Chapter 1, The shocking truth about healing. The shocking truth about healing. Now, I love first of all, I love that title. The shocking truth of heal uh, about healing because I think it makes us stop and pause and ask ourselves some serious questions, one of which is okay, is there a truth about healing? And why is it shocking? So she wrote on page eight, chapter one The shocking truth about healing is that you have healing power within you. Let's stop right there. The shocking truth about healing is that you have healing power within you, not special people, not people that are members of the clergy, ministers, rabbis, Amans, gurus, monks, nuns, etc. You have. Healing power within you. She went on to write The word health comes from an Anglo Saxon word meaning hell, whole, well, and hearty. This should be your condition at all times. If not, there's something you can do about it now. So she's saying you don't have to wait. You can do something now about your situation physically. All right. Then she went on to write, and I think this is key. Though you are unaware of it, your healing power is quietly at work within you at all times, repairing cells, carrying off waste, nourishing tissues, and healing wounds. Sometimes we don't stop to think about those things. Like, wait a minute. This is happening all the time. All right. So on page nine, she wrote, however, you can begin to release this healing power within you in deeper degrees. As And when needed, through the power of your deliberate conscious thinking, as you do, the power of your thought moves through both your conscious and subconscious mind activities, putting you on the road to health again. So the key to this statement is, it's already working to a degree, obviously, if you're still walking around in a physical body. But how can you activate it at a higher level? How can you activate it at a deeper degree? That requires deliberate, conscious thinking. Deliberate, conscious thinking. As you've heard me say often on this podcast, the key to this teaching, this new thought metaphysics, is changing your mind and keeping it changed. Another key is concentration. It's another way of saying it. You have to be able to concentrate. You have to be able to focus on the idea, the thought, the feeling, the belief, the image. You have to be able to hold it in mind. And like Jacob said to God in, in the story in Genesis, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. Until that conscious, that deliberate conscious thought becomes a subconscious belief and feeling. So she went on to write, the fact that you have this healing power within you, Which you can deliberately release through your thinking does not mean that you should not avail yourself to the usual methods of help. Instead, it means that the ideas set forth in this book can hasten your complete healing in conjunction with other methods employed. In other words, as I said on the first episode of this series, we're not I'm not telling anybody not to go to the doctor or take their medicine. I'm not saying that I'm not a medical doctor. What I'm trying to do is give you the spiritual principles that you can utilize through your own understanding to develop wholeness and health in your body. And the first thing that has to happen is a shift in your thinking. For some people that shift in their thinking and the practices of the affirmations and denials and the prayer or the visualization, et cetera, that's enough for them and they don't need anything else. For some people, this works in conjunction with other things. I want to make sure that you have what you need to do what you need to do at your level of understanding. And there's nothing wrong with your level of understanding because that's where you are. However, I do want to say that there are situations and circumstances where people have received complete spiritual healings from a, a health issue, sometimes terminal, through the realization. That God's truth resides within the, them, within their very being. And that realization manifested itself through their bodies, turning disease cells into healthy cells, disappearing actually, diseases out of people's bodies, conditions, and long-standing things reversed. I've been in ministry a long time, and I've seen things. Now, am I saying this happens more frequently than not? I can't say that legitimately. But here's what I do know. If prayer works for some people, it, it can potentially work for all people. If these healing principles work for some people, they can potentially work for all people. If these principles for prosperity work for some people, they can potentially work for all people. Because God is no respecter of person. It's principle. The principle when applied, understood and realized, works. It works if you work it. What is the it? The principle. So she goes on and start talking about the cause of disease. Now, let me just say right off the bat that when we start talking about these type of things, this trips people up. because people start talking about what about environment? What about heredity? What about all these things. And I'm not saying these things aren't factors what these early New Thought writers were trying to get across was that the open potential opening for all of those things have a lot to do with the way we think, what we feel, what we believe. So she wrote, the reason you have healing power within you is because you can consciously, uh, they, excuse me, the reason You have healing power within you, which you can begin to consciously release is this. The body has a super wisdom within it that is biased toward health rather than disease. This is key. There's something in me that seeks wholeness, that seeks to be healthy, that seeks to be strong and vital. And it is our job to make sure that it's released. All right, then she wrote, this life force in man has been estimated to be at least 10 times more powerful than any form of treatment he may take, though various treatments are helpful in releasing this inner force. Since the body is filled with such amazing restorative powers, why is man ever sick? The shocking truth is that disease is self-inflicted. Now, let's stop here because, again, we'll get caught up in, oh my goodness, but what." They're trying to say, and let me read exactly what she wrote, diseases caused by wrong thoughts, opinions, and beliefs moving upon and within the body, constricting the life force. What she is saying, and what these early New Thought writers were saying was, the type of thoughts, feelings, and beliefs we hold in mind actually interfere with the natural life force, the natural healing force, the natural restorative, regenerative, renewing life of God that is already within our being. So because we're interfering with the natural flow, other stuff can happen. All right. So because there's some people who don't get the dis-ease. There's some people who have it in their family line that they don't get it. There's some people who are around sick people all the time and they don't get sick. So we have to be mindful that consciousness does matter. So I want to just emphasize that one of the primary teachings of new thought is that all causation is mental. that everything starts in the mind first and then shows up in expression. So even the things we don't like begin in the mind. So let's get back to it page 10 mind power in every cell she wrote the tr- shocking truth is that the mind is not located only in the brain and most of us has as most of us has been led to believe the mind is found in every cell of your body now from this standpoint it means the intelligence every cell is intelligent every cell connects every cell has its own structure. Again, you're like 40 to 60 trillion cells. That's your physical body right now. All doing different things based upon the the divine intelligence that's within them. And they're responsive to your thoughts. They're responsive to your feelings. They're responsive to your beliefs. They're responsive to your words. She went on to write. Similar ideas gather themselves and become thought centers. These centers settle in various parts of the body, affecting the body according to their positive or negative nature. Every cell is enveloped in thought. As Edison discovered, every cell thinks. Scientists state it is more technically it uh, more technically by saying that every cell is filled with life, light, intelligence, and substance which form an atomic structure. I want you just to think for a stamp for a moment that the mind and the brain are not necessarily the same thing. The brain is a tool for the mind or the consciousness or the awareness of being. The mind is intangible. The body, including the brain is tangible, but the intangible nature of the spirit and soul and soul is another word of way of saying consciousness, awareness of being, entire mind, is reflected and expressed through the cells of our bodies. So she talks about Charles Fillmore's healing, as he described it in Adam Smash and Power of the Mind. She wrote in his book, Adam Smash and Power of Mind, he not only describes his healing but explains the power that thought has on the body, explained that explaining that states of mind established in consciousness gather themselves to themselves rather, vitamins, cells, nerves, muscle, and flesh itself. He felt that in mind, man can generate every medicine that is necessary for the upbuilding and restoring of the body. He stated that you can literally rebuild your body cell by cell by by rebuilding your thinking. By renewal of your mind, your body can be transformed. Since your body is the visible record of your thoughts, as a man thinks in his mind, so is he in his body. Now, just allow that to land for a moment. Your body is the visible record of your thoughts. Now, I want you to be clear. In metaphysics, body is not just your physical body. It means your body, life, world, and affairs. Meaning your body, life, world, and affairs are a visible record of your thoughts just saying all right then she went on the right the body is not solid if the body were a solid mass of flesh and bone it might be difficult to believe that mind has this much power over it but there's nothing solid in the body it is about 80% water we know that right off the bat all right so she wrote the strongest thing in your body is your thinking the body is soft pliable and even plastic to your thought, hmm. Then she write wrote why negative thinkers may be healthy, and she talks about how you know because we the life forces within us. Sometimes it takes a, a while for people who are stuck in a certain kind of way of thinking to get the consequences of the of the ways they think, what they feel, how they believe about things. All right. So then she talks about how to release the power. All right. So let me just. She says a lot of different things in this little part, but I I really love how she gives examples of different people using different affirmations. I'm just going to give one I am divine intelligence. Every part of my body is filled with divine intelligence. I am whole, well, harmonious, through and through. I love that. Love that. So she said, do not deprecate your body. In other words, don't talk negatively about your own body. Stop claiming all this stuff. Even if you got to go to the doctor and you got to deal with the stuff and take the medicine. Stop claiming disease and illnesses and all this other stuff as your own. She went on to write, there are those who ignorantly say that the body is evil and, un- and unimportant, a mere shadow of the real person which it houses. Like the Apostle Paul, realize that your body is the temple of the living God and that you should glorify God in it as radiant health. Then she wrote, and I believe this is powerful, healing is God's will. One of the things that we say in the Universal Foundation for Better Living, our first statement of faith is, we believe that it is God's will that every individual on the face of this earth should live a healthy, happy, and prosperous life. That's our first statement of faith. God doesn't need you to be sick. God doesn't need you to be broke. God doesn't need you to be unhappy. All of that stuff is our stuff that we make up and choose to haunt our own lives with. with beliefs that we have to have the consequences for that disrupt and upset the natural flow of God's life, love, wisdom, power, and substance in our lives. God's will is is absolute good. God's nature or essential character is absolute good. As she wrote, God does not send suffering to purify you for a future life in heaven. You do not have to go through hell to get to heaven hereafter. The word heaven means harmony. And when you get into harmony with yourself, your fellow man, and your creator, you are well on your way to manifesting a heavenly state here and now, thus fulfilling the prophet John's promise, and Jesus said this as well, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. All right? So we're going to take a quick break. While we do that, I'm going to give a quick commercial. Just a reminder, if you want to drill down more on the healing material as I go through this over the next couple of months, don't forget that I did a series called Spiritual Healing, The What and The How in the early days, the first couple of months of this podcast. I also taught Christian Healing by Charles Fillmore, the book chapter by chapter, and I taught uh, Johnny Coleman's book, uh, Open Your Mind and Be Healed. All of those are in the archives of the podcast. You can just go back and listen to them and work with them. Don't forget to check out, you know, all things Christ Universal Temple. You can go to CUTemple.org, www.CUTemple.org to get caught up. You can watch our Sunday service and other services on our YouTube channel, which is CU Temple, the letter C-U and the word Temple together, or our Facebook page, Christ Universal Temple. With that, we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. right welcome back to truth transforms let's work with it all right so let's go to page 18 she wrote health and salvation are the same all right she wrote permanent health comes from freeing the mind of its beliefs in ignorance and sin rather than adding to that belief right thinking is the greatest form of salvation and it leads to good health. Plato told the Greek physicians of his time that the cause of their failure to heal lay in their ignorance of the needs of the soul. If Plato were alive today, he would probably make the same statement to those members of clergy who try to frighten rather than inspire their followers into the kingdom. Actually, the kingdom of heaven begins as a state of mind here and now, a heavenly state of mind. When you save yourself from negative thinking, you not only save yourself from disease, but also your body, which houses the soul. You know, I was saying this to some students last night, you know, when we started looking at New Thought and why we don't use New Thought Christianity in particular, why we uh, look at things differently than fundamentalist Christianity, not uh, disrespecting them, but making the distinction. And I, you know, and I said, you know, why doesn't New Thought people walk around saying I'm saved? and i said save from what if we don't believe in a literal hell literal heaven and hell we teach that there's states of consciousness states of mind if we don't believe in a literal devil to fight that we t- teach that's adverse states of consciousness that believe in separation from god that that don't those type of thoughts feelings and beliefs that don't want to be in harmony with the ways and principles and laws of God that we have individually and collectively, then what are we saved from? We're saved from our own erroneous beliefs, our own negative thinking, our own out-of-alignment feeling. We're saved from the belief that we're separate from God. We're saved from the belief that we're separate from God's healing life. We're saved from the belief that uh, uh, that was separate from God's divine provision was saved from error consciousness, and when you step out of error consciousness and you step into the realization of God, you've walked into heaven mentally. Not the place you go to visit when you uh, leave here to go see your grandma, but the presence, but a realization of the presence of God in you, through you, as you, around you, above you, beneath you, before you behind you, and interpenetrating you. Just God. Just God. I really want that to land. Just God. You don't have to wait for your good. Good is available because God is available. Good is available Because God is available. God is everywhere equally present. That is the shocking truth. And if God is everywhere equally present, that means that you live, move, and have your being in God. And God also has its being in you. Because you're God's idea of itself. And this divine power and potential is available to everyone who is willing to open themselves up to it. But that requires concentration, it requires focus, it requires mental discipline, it requires consistency, it requires uh, laser beam focused like having blinders on a horse, and the only thing you see is the target. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. God's spirit resides within you as your authentic true nature. You are a spiritual being living in a spiritual universe governed by spiritual law. You are bigger than illness. You're bigger than bigger than sickness, you're bigger than disease. You're bigger than heredity. You're bigger than progno- the prognosis, you're bigger than the diagnosis. You're bigger than the tests, the x-rays and the cat scans and the mrIs and the blood tests. You're bigger than all of that. But you have to believe that you're bigger and more importantly You have to believe that God is bigger. This is why Reverend Coleman used to always say, how big is your God? Are you bigger than the mess? Are you bigger than the appearance? You have to believe that because you can't activate the power if you don't believe. This is why Jesus would tell people, do you believe I'm able to do this? Then he would say, according to your faith, be it done unto you. even as strong of a conduit of spiritual power as Jesus couldn't work with someone who wasn't open and receptive. So I really want that to land. Are you open and receptive to the possibility that God's healing life already resides within you and you can call it forth? It's not going to be three affirmations and one prayer. It's going to require you to have some discipline and become systematic about the transformation of your own mentality to accept what's possible for you. Remember what Napoleon Hill wrote in Think and Grow Rich, whatever the mind of man can conceive and believe, it can achieve. What do you think is possible for you right now? Allow to land. So I'm going to stop here. Next week, we're going to get into the no law of healing. We're going to talk about um, denials. Why, why New Thought teaches denials. There's some brands of New Thought that only teach affirmations. They don't teach denials. My brand of new thought teaches denials and affirmations, and we're going to talk about that next week, why that's necessary. If you want to get a, a head start on that material, go back and listen to my Lessons and Truth series, and I had a whole uh, episode on denials and a whole episode on affirmations. So go work it out. Do what you need to do. Remember, the shocking truth of, he- of, of healing is you have healing power within you. And it's now it's time to call it forth. God bless you.